Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Get Lifted with me, Lisa Snowden. The first episode. I am so excited. Thank you so much for joining me. There are going to be 10 episodes in this first series. And today's episode I have called The Breathing Gurus, which is hopefully what we will all be by the end of this show. And that's because I'm going to be speaking to three incredible people who are going to help us to reconnect with our breath and teach us why we need to breathe and how it's going to have such a positive impact on our mental and physical well-being. So we're going to speak to Stuart Sandyman, who is the creator of BreathPod. We're going to talk all things breathing and also nasal hair. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't be waxing my nostrils. You'll see, you'll see Lisa <laughs> in, in a couple of months with the hairy nostrils. <laughs> They're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I promise you it's really not that long. We're also going to cross to the other side of the world to speak to Chris Willie, who's a retreat leader and yoga teacher. Thank God we can do it unconsciously. Like before the end of the day, we would both die. Right? Because we just forget. <laughs> and we're going to speak to Aisha McKenzie, who's a friend of mine. She is a yoga teacher, dancer, choreographer, a CEO of her company, and she also is a breathwork coach too. That's why it's a daily practice though, Lisa. You know, I cannot push this enough. We practice it every day so that it becomes second nature. She does it all basically. So can't wait to get started. But before we do, we discuss a whole range of topics on the show and throughout the series. I'm obviously not a trained professional and any advice I give is my opinion. But if you want to engage with any of the therapies or the services that we discuss throughout the series, make sure you always talk to a trained and accredited professional. That way they can tailor their service to your particular health and medical needs. Right, let's get lifted. Thank you so much, Stuart. I mean, I've told you before, but I'm going to tell you again. You came into my life last year when I needed you most. And it was just a, like a sign from the universe popped up onto my Instagram feed out of nowhere. And there you were. And it was um, after George and I had COVID. So obviously at home, not feeling too good. And just slowly but surely, my daily practice with BreathPod has just helped me so much. As far as, like, I would go as far to say that it has been a game changer, a life changer. It just got me back to thinking and respecting my breath, something that I don't think many of us think about. It's something that just happens. I mean, I think it's like 23,000 breaths a day that we take. We kind of take it for granted that that is what is going on. And I don't think many of us really know how to... A, properly breathe, and B, the importance of breathing properly. So I just wanted you to kind of break it down from the beginning and talk about breath, about our breath, the breath that we take day to day, the first breath from when we're born to the last breath when we pass and everything in between. Yeah, no, it's, it's, 
I was certainly, just to backtrack, I was one of those people that didn't ever, ever think about breathing. And it wasn't, it just wasn't on my radar. I was too busy to breathe <laughs> and there's too much going on. And it's exactly that. It's, it's, it's something that we do day in, day out. And I often say to people, if you did anything 23,000 times a day, you'd probably want to know if you're doing it right. And that's the case with with breathing and, and with with breath, it's it's everybody knows or hopefully everybody knows that it's it's what keeps us alive. But less common is to understand the way that the breath flows in and out of our body and how that makes us feel. It's funny you're talking about the the, the moment we breathe from birth. Yeah. And babies are the breathing gurus. Babies babies are the breathing gurus. And I think we all were once the breathing gurus, unless there's been a complication, of course, or there's something issue with the lungs or something like that. But when we're born, we're born as perfect breathers. A little belly expands, uh, the diaphragm's engaged. We actually don't have the reflex to breathe through our mouth when we're born, which is why mothers often have to suck the mucus out of our baby's nose. We only breathe through our nose and, and breathe through our diaphragm. So it's, it's as if we... We're born into this world as this perfect breather and then we kind of get really bad at it as life goes on and, and it's because of life. It's our different um, either physical experiences or emotional. Yeah. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good. So good oh to my see God. you. You look so well. I love your hair longer. Thanks. So, Chris, yeah. I wanted to get your take on breathing, um, yeah. how we breathe and why we breathe. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious, really, but yeah. I love yeah. the way yeah. you talk about it. Well, I think what's, what's really interesting about breathing when you break it down in kind of its most simplistic form is that breathing is one thing in our, in our physiolo- ph- physiology that we can do either unconsciously or consciously so i mean like thank god we can do it unconsciously because (laughs) if we had to be like okay inhale exhale like before the end of the day we would both die right because we just forget (laughs) so so the breath is done unconsciously great now what it becomes is it becomes a tool for mindfulness and a tool for presence so if right now we both just go okay Take an inhale and know that you're inhaling. Take an exhale and know that you're exhaling. By definition, we're present. We're right here. We, 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 we can't be thinking about the past. We can't be thinking about the future. We're connected to the breath, which is, which is always here. I just always feel so zen. Just listening to your voice, Chris. I just love it. I'm like, and breathe. <laughs> Stuart, you've got a really lovely way of kind of explaining how the the flow of breath is so connected to our emotions. Yeah. It's bare bones. For me, it's, it's as if we take that first breath that you mentioned when we're born mm-hmm. and it's as if like life anchors itself into our body. It's like arrives and then we have this like play of breath throughout our life and then 
we take that last breath and our breath leaves. I know that sounds very philosophical, but it's kind of the image that I have in my head that our, our life is kind of just the dance of yeah. breath moving in and out at different rates. Um, and all the stuff that happens in between those, those breaths is, is our experiences, the ups and downs and um, all those amazing moments that we have. So understanding how your breath flows and, and the way it flows is probably one of the, the most beneficial things you can do for your health. Yeah. Because it helps the physical body. It helps the way that we feel, so our emotional states both in the moment. And then it also is, is a tool that we can use where we can use it to improve our performance. If that could be every sense of that word. It could be if you are training for a marathon or maybe just wanting to get up the stairs feeling a little less breathless or maybe you're doing a sport to a high level so we can start using the breath as a tool a performance enhancement tool but then we can also use this as a a powerful tool to let go almost like a therapeutic tool to let go some of the tension in our body which I think we all well we all experience at some time um, physical tension or, or emotional tension the kind of stress and strain I think it's good to talk about the things that happen the traumas the the different obstacles that happen in our lives that alter that flow that energy of the breath and 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 how damaging that can be for us yeah no it, it, it's exactly that and and I think the best place to start is the basics of um if you understand the, the real simple base, I often ask this at the beginning of my workshops, whether it's a corporate event or whether it's a public event, I say, why do we need to breathe? Mm-hmm. So why do we need to breathe? It's not a trick question. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Most people know the answer. So I'll ask you, why, why do we need to breathe? We need to breathe because it keeps it's keeping us alive. We need there the we oxygen go. flowing around yeah. our body. There we go. Good. <laughs> I thought I'd put you on the spot there. Yeah. Oh, why do we need to breathe? <laughs> um, yeah, on a basic level. So if we have a cell... We have all these different cells in our body doing all the many functions. So our eyes see and our heart beats and, and our cells need two things to operate. Well, we need an energy source for the cell. It's an actual energy source called ATP. And we create this by combining glucose, which we get from what we eat, and oxygen, which we get from the air that we breathe. So when we have glucose and oxygen combined, it creates this energy source, ATP. So we, our cells do the many functions. Mm-hmm. As a byproduct, we create um, carbon dioxide, which is then removed from the body. So kind of kiddie school anatomy of, of why we breathe, it's called aerobic respiration. We can do it anaerobically, but let's just keep things simple. So we say aerobic respiration, breathing, brings oxygen to the cells, combines with glucose, creates electricity. Now, the demand for this to happen is going to change throughout your day. So if we jumped up and started doing some star jumps... Well, all of a sudden we're doing star jumps where we need more energy. Our cells and our muscles need to work a bit harder. We're going to create more carbon dioxide as a result. So we need more energy to our cells. So what happens is we breathe a bit faster. Our heart rate goes up because that's the pump to provide the oxygen to the cells. So a bit of teamwork going on in the body. But in essence, we start star jumping. We're going to breathe a bit faster yeah. because we need that demand. The demand's going to change. Yeah, okay, I totally get that. Makes total sense. But Stuart, can you explain um, the kind of connection between breathing and feeling and our emotions? Where breathing for me gets really exciting or interesting is the link to breathing and feeling. Mm. Now, breathing and feeling still works with this same process, but it's our desire as a human being to um, stay alive, to keep safe. 
So like many mammals, animals, we have this trigger in our brain when something is threatening us mm -hmm. to, to get us out of danger. The fight or flight response. It's called the sympathetic response is the kind of technical word of the autonomic nervous system. We have these two divisions, the sympathetic. You don't have to worry about the words, just think S for stress. That's what I usually say. And we have the parasympathetic, which is the rest response, the P for peace. So we have these two divisions in a nervous system that are kind of working each side. And when we have an experience that's maybe a threat, well, the sympathetic kicks in, our breathing rate increases because all of a sudden our brain is perceived a threat and it says, right, I need to engage the muscles. I need more energy to my body so I can get out of danger. So this physical process starts to go happen all by itself a little bit quicker. So we breathe a bit faster, heart beats faster. Mm -hmm. It's how we've been designed. It's how we've evolved for thousands of years. So our ancestors, well, their bodies were no different. Their lives were pretty different. They were maybe roaming around foraging and, and looking for food and mating. Yeah. They didn't have much, much um, complexities to their life. It was more just the survival. And with that, if they came across a grizzly bear or if they came across a saber-toothed tiger, yeah. well, the fight or flight kicks in. A very good thing, may I add, um, a lot yeah, people, we need it. We need it. It's protection. Yeah, we need it for protection and it will save your life. Your stress stress gets such a bad name, but yeah. stress is this really helpful thing. But the brain, the respiratory control center that sends a signal from our brain to our breathing does not know the difference between an experience happening around us. Yeah. So the tiger or bear or an experience happening through our thoughts alone. So it's really quite interesting. So our brain does not know the difference. Our unconscious mind, the bit that works all the way in the background without yeah. having, having to think about it, does not know the difference between what's happening in the room and what's happening with thoughts. It triggers the same response. So if we, which most of us are, especially in the last 12 months or the last little while, experiencing a lot of stress, well, that's like the tigers chasing us in our mind. Yeah. And constantly. we trigger the same breathing pattern. So you can see how this is linked. We might be thinking stressful thoughts. The stressful thoughts is triggering the breath as if the tiger's in the room. And the, the breath then creates this feeling that we feel stressed. We feel anxious. So that for me is very exciting because if our brain is triggering us to breathe a certain way because of our a stress that's only in our mind. And it's our breathing that is triggering the feeling. Yeah. Well, we can do something pretty good with our breath. We can change it. So we can start to understand, well, how am I breathing? Is this the right breathing pattern to have? Or is it just making me more stressed? Um, Chris, if I was to ask by being mindful and by just breathing in and out, we can control the anxiety and the worry and all the other things that impact this um, this flow of our breath. Yeah, and so the you can think of the breath this way. So the breath is the breath speaks the language of the nervous system. So we have two sides of the autonomic nervous system. We have the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight, flight, freeze. We have the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest, digest, relax. And on different 
triggers in life will 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 kind of put these into a balance. We'll crank one up, crank one down. But the breath speaks the same language. So if we are in a state of stress, whether it's um, perceived stress or in physical danger, the breath will react to that stress and the breath will shallow. It will be more up into the chest. It will be a bit shorter. And if we're in a state of, you know, we're sitting, we're watching a movie with our loved ones and, and, and we're just, there's just no fear or danger. We're, we're even in a state of joy. Then without knowing it, without noticing it, even the, the breath will be soft and down into the abdomen and a bit slower. And so we can reverse engineer that. So we can control our nervous system response. And it takes practice and it's not instant. But if we notice that maybe we get that email and it's the email that kind of like goes, and it, right? Like we all have that one. And it's like, oh, I can't believe she used four explanation points in the subject line. And it just, and you, and you might feel it in the body. It's like it's a heat in the chest or the throat or the, or the head. And, and the breath will start to shallow. Now, instead of getting on the computer and bang, 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 I'm going to use five exclamation points, right? <laughs> uh, like with the tool of the breath, it's we, if we know that, you know, slow abdominal breathing is the response to relaxation, we can reverse engineer it. So, okay, sit down, three breaths. It, it takes, maybe one minute, literally, three breaths down into the abdomen, slow. And, and, you know, we can feel that actually changing the the nervous system of the body. So you're, you're absolutely right when you say that the breath has the power to influence that flow of emotion in and out of the body. Yeah. Stuart, how does this all impact on our mental health? Our mental health is really impacted because we're feeling stressed. We're feeling overwhelmed. We're feeling anxious. But then we get stuck in that loop of thinking. The, the loop of thinking continues that way because we're creatures of habit. We continue to think stressful thoughts and negative thoughts. So the quickest intervention I've found, but there's two ways to do it because our state of being is a product of how we think and how we feel. So thinking happens in our mind, our thoughts. Feeling happens in our body and it's triggered by our breathing pattern. So if our thinking and feeling match, that creates our state of being. So if we say my state of being is stressed, then it's likely that we've either thought a stressful thought and then breathe a stressful way. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden we say, my state of being is stress. Now, it can, it's a two-way street, so it might happen in the mind, or all of a sudden we might just be breathing a stressful way, and the breathing pattern sending a signal to the brain saying, we're under stress. So the brain says, oh, right, okay, well, we're under stress here. Let's think these stressful thoughts. So we kind of get stuck in this loop, this feedback loop. So to break the loop, we can either work with the mind, try and change the thought processes, which can be really challenging. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been in a funk or yeah. a bad mood? Sometimes we're in, we're in that funk for, for some time. And where a quick solution is, well, if I'm noticing that I'm feeling in a funk, well, let's change my breathing pattern because my breathing pattern is going to send a signal back to the brain and say, actually, we're not in a funk. We're feeling pretty good down here. The body's feeling great. So it's 
I like to think of it as like using our breath allows us to take control of the the body and it's like the body like a walkie-talkie just shouts up to gives gives the brain a phone call and says hey mate we're all cool down here everything's <laughs> cool stop stressing is the way the way I kind of think of it and and that all happens I guess the phone line is a nerve called the vagus nerve which I always think is such a funny name isn't it for a nerve <laughs> for a nerve that makes you feel calm I'm like a vagus nerve because it just is lights and madness and <laughs> yeah. there's certainly a way to remember it it's it's not the vagus that we all know <laughs> it's uh, the vagus or the vagal nerve um regulates the calm response and it's it's in essence the messenger that goes back to the brain so if you breathe a bit different yeah that sends a signal to our heart to slow down the vagal nerve secretes in the heart, the heart slows down, the heart slows down, so then that signal carries on up to the brain and says, everything's cool. No, I'm, I'm okay. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Chris, what happens when I am, for example, checking my email and holding my breath while I'm typing or responding, or if you've got something and, and you open it and you think, oh God, I don't know how I'm going to go. I'm shit. This is going to be a nervous one to read. I almost like hold my breath and I don't know. Sometimes I don't realize I'm doing it. And even if I'm, yeah. I'm replying to an email, I might be like, or if I'm really in the zone, I might be like, and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm holding my breath. So why does that happen? What I see there is it's it's a it's a nervous system response of yeah. a, of anxiety and yeah. of possible like the word fears can seem big, but we can have fear over an email, over a comment someone says to us in person, right? And so it's this nervous system response that's kind of locking up the system. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one thing to note is that if you're concentrating and you're really in the zone. And you can switch the the holding of the breath into breathing in any way. You're you're gonna actually 
increase just on a basic physiological level the oxygen in your body which is going to increase your neurological function which is going to increase your ability to focus and be creative on whatever you're focusing on you know yeah um so yeah in a very basic form breathing is the epicenter of human function because it is allowing oxygen to move into the body carbon dioxide to move out and so in the those moments of yeah of of stress or creativity and flow yeah breathe (laughs) (laughs) Stuart how would you recommend relearning retraining yourself so that when you can recognize that this is happening that this stress response is happening and your your breath is becoming shallow and your mind's like you know because when I get stressed my breathing does go out the window and my head starts spinning and I get really lightheaded and I'm just like and then I get confused and I feel like a spinning top just like literally no focus um and I just like flapping I'm just flapping and in that moment the last thing I can think of is just okay just sit down and just breathe if you have a stressful breathing pattern at default, it's likely that you're kind of in that anxiety-prone state. So the slightest thing might throw you off. You're kind of in that the sympathetic system. The, the fight-or-flight response is already tweaked up, so it doesn't take much for you to get into yeah. that flap state, feel quite panicky or, or these types of things. I often get people saying to me, I'm just an anxious person. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, I, I obviously empathize with them, but there's part of me saying, no, nobody's just an anxious person. Mm-hmm. There's experiences in your life or there's a breathing pattern that you're doing right now that has created a state of anxiety. Yeah. There's just a little bit of an imbalance. So what we want to do, I talked about the sympathetic, the stress response, the fight or flight response. And we chatted about it the other day as well. I, I like to think of that as my best friend. The stress response is your best friend looking out for you, just wants to keep you safe, but yeah. they're just a bit too hypervigilant. Like, oh my God, don't go there. Oh, watch <laughs> out for that. Oh, keep, that's not safe. Oh man, oh no, no, don't do that. Oh, you, you shouldn't have done that. Oh dear, oh no, no. <laughs> the friend that you just have to be like, it's okay. It's kind yeah. everything's cool. Yeah. Like chill out. Like if you had that friend with you right now, what would you say to them? You'd say, yeah. take a seat. Just relax, like chill out. Honestly, I've got this, I've got this. You've got this, yeah. (laughs) So sometimes we just need to turn the volume down in that part of ourself. It's a really important part of ourself. Like I said, it will save your life and it will be your best friend in the world. But not day in, day out. We want to turn on the other best friend that is the the chilled surfer dude that is super (laughs) sideways, mellow, and is just like, you need to rest. You need to like digest your food. The real kind of <laughs> the motherly one part of ourself that that often gets neglected in our go, 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 do, do, do kind of world that we all are in. So when we understand that we have these two divisions of our nervous system, these two best friends that we, we need at different parts of our life, because we're always switched on and we're always um, doing so much, we tend to be dominant in that sympathetic, that stress response. So... Ultimately, it's about well, trying to find a bit more balance with your natural breathing state. It's going to help you day in, day out. So that's the first thing that I'll kind of look at with, when I work with somebody. What's happening with their breathing? What apparatus are we using? We talked about the diaphragm, but the other big thing is, are, they, are you breathing through your nose? Your nose is designed for breathing. Your nose is... Well, if, you, if you're speaking, are you breathing through your mouth... 
you should be fed through your nose. The nose is designed <laughs> for breathing. It filters the air. It gets the perfect moisture and temperature of air to your lungs. It um, flushes the air with nitric oxide, which again sounds quite sciencey, but basically opens up our blood vessels, opens up the blood vessels so we get better delivery. That oxygen can flow a lot freer on its way to work. Um, so nitric oxide as well kills airborne bacteria, which the reason I talk a little bit more about it because it's been um, used in research studies even for things like COVID. Can we utilize nitric oxide to kill off airborne bacteria? So this all happens in our nose. Mm -hmm. So our nose is this amazing line of defense for the air arriving in our body, stops any particles, stops the dust mites, the infections, all stays in the nose. And we've got our mucus and everything in there to hold that as well. So that the air arriving at your lung is, is as best as possible, as clean as possible, as, as temperate as possible. What's quite key as well is the size of our nostrils, all the turbinates in our nose and our nasal cavity slow the rate at which we breathe. So all of a sudden we're not breathing fast anymore. There's a resistance that happens and that resistance in airflow means that we generally feel a bit calmer. I'm doing it now. So, I'm literally so aware of my breath right now talking to you because I'm like, okay, the, the air is going slowly up my nostrils. I can trace it going up. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, it's just slowly going up. And I'm always like, I'm aware of the temperature. Like I, it's just, I'm very mindful right now just listening to you actually explain it. And I'm thinking maybe yeah. I shouldn't be waxing my nostrils. I'm suddenly thinking that a completely different thing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> there's a reason for the hair in my nostrils. Sorry, sidebar. <laughs> You'll see, you'll see Lisa in, in a couple of months with the hairy nostrils. <laughs> They're not that bad, but I mean, she does, she does remove a lot of the hair. And I'm thinking, well, actually, like, I, this is the part, you know, that's going to prevent the particles from going up there and all of the bad stuff, all the like dust mites, yeah. like you said. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, sorry. You're literally, Maybe just trim giving, it back. You don't have to wax gold. them hard. Yeah, trim them back a bit. <laughs> Um, just so they're not um, visible, but we might okay. not need to go full wax in the nostrils. Okay, okay. okay. Um, and maybe Thank if you. anybody's listening, just to be aware of your breathing right now, actually, as we speak. Mm, be, mm. Um, usually we do when we start talking about breathing. I get it quite a lot when I start talking about these things and then people go, mm, I can see their mind clicking going, am I breathing right? Oh my God, am I using my diaphragm? Um, what's going on here? So in terms of kind of rule of thumb, I often say, well, Use your nose to breathe mm -hmm. as a natural default as much as possible. If you're not using your nose to breathe, you need to step in, create an intervention to start using your nose to breathe. It sounds wild, but you'll know because we did it in our morning live sessions at yeah. some point. Pop a bit of tape on throughout your day. Um, a little so bit, tape not... across the mouth, tape across the mouth, people. That's what we're saying. So then you yeah. are focused on the air, literally moving in and out of your nose which is going to feel yeah. so alien to so many people but it's retraining us and this is like so important so important and it was documented in the west world that up to 40 percent have um rhinitis which basically causes us to have a blocked nose and there's all these different reasons for it happening but if we're breathing through our mouth quite a lot it's going to um, affect the actual way that we breathe through our nose. We'll get used to this quicker fix of, of air going in and out as well. So our chemical balance will change. But so one of the quickest ways to come back into balance is just to breathe through your nose. It also, the nose links to our diaphragm. Mm. So breathing through your nose, 
using your diaphragm so your your belly rises before your chest. So if you talk about that chest breath before, we really want to be using the diaphragm. It often gets called belly breathing or abdominal breathing, which I find a little bit misleading, whoever came up with that. because And I sometimes say it, so I've probably contradicted myself, but it's not. we're not using our stomach muscles is what I'm trying to say. We're not pushing out our belly. It's just the movement of our diaphragm downwards that causes the air and organs and everything to displace so our lower torso rises before the movement in our chest. So that's quite key as well. So it's in and out through our nose. The reason I say in and out, because a lot of people think, oh, it should be in through the nose and out through the mouth. The nose captures moisture and heat leaving the body as well. So if we are breathing out through our mouth, we're going to, I think we lose up to, I think it's about 40% of of air, air of, of moisture comes out through our mouth that way, which some mammals do. You'll see a dog panting and things like that um, if, if they're feeling hot, getting rid of some of that moisture. But the nose, if you think of it this way, if we breathe in through the nose, it's caught all this... Um, bacteria and, and whatever nasties mm. is sat there in the nose. When we breathe out, and as we, or, or, hopefully the nitric oxide has killed off some of that stuff, but when we breathe out, that warmer air is allowing that, that stuff to come back out again. So it just acts as this really good filtration process, both in and out. And when we breathe out through the nose, we hold on to more carbon dioxide in the body because of its, its slower release, which means we have this oxygenation process happening because back to what I was saying about the, the oxygen going to work on, on yeah. the commuter bus, well, the cells have more carbon dioxide so we can get better delivery of oxygen that we're breathing to our cells with a higher dose of carbon dioxide. And straight away, like, my mind just feels calmer. Like, it just has that amazing effect really quickly. One thing I wanted to jump in first, though, and say was... Life, like I said, life happens and there'll be times where we feel stressed. There'll be times that we feel anxious. There'll be times that we feel panicky or nervous, like getting on a podcast and these types yeah. of things. Yeah. And you, you mentioned it and it's my go-to. And I tell everybody, I shout from the rooftops. It might be the <laughs> six most important words that I say on this podcast. <laughs> if in doubt, breathe it out. Okay. <laughs> if in doubt, breathe it out. Like it saved my bacon so many times. We talked about it when we, we had a chat before yeah. about feeling nervous. I always, I always get nervous for, before different things, sometimes more than others. Yeah. And what do I do? If in doubt, breathe it out. I, I go back to this every time and it works a treat every time. It's a mood shifter. So energy shifter, mood shifter. Yeah. Energy shifter, mood shifter, chemical shifter in mm. our body brain shifter it's just an, the all-round shifter shifting mover shaker um calmer all these different things but now it's if in doubt breathe out so what do i mean if in doubt if you're feeling stressed anxious overwhelmed um nervous panicky even excited because as i spoke to you before we, like sometimes the, the the emotions of excitement and nerves can kind of appear very similar you know that butterfly feeling so i think any time that you get a little bit like something in your body that's like a massive i don't know it's just like this like a ball of energy in your tummy and that could be scared or you could be really excited but it's all of those things that stop that flow of breath moving in the way it's supposed to yes yes it is exactly that it's, it's you'll find that a lot of these um 
breathing patterns that we have are very similar both sides whether it is the excitement or the nervousness yeah or if it's crying and laughing crying our breathing pattern is <laughs> like this laughing it's kind of like this they're both, both quite similar so you'll find that either though they're very very different emotions the breathing pattern the movement of breath in the body when we start to feel that emotion and that state of being is, is quite similar um but again each pattern of breath will trigger a different response if in doubt breathe it out if we are feeling any sensation and we're feeling a little bit out of it um, and we're feeling a bit out of balance because of an experience or because of a nervousness before an event before a date whatever it is um, if in doubt breathe it out so we I talked about the sympathetic and parasympathetic well this just hits the off switch on the sympathetic and the yeah. on switch on the parasympathetic which is our peaceful state so rest digest repair so if in doubt breathe it out may actually be I can't get to sleep all, our brain is too active. We need to calm ourselves down again. It's rest, digest, repair. So there's that one in the middle, digest. Mm. Sometimes I work with people who don't know why they've got such digestive issues. And they're stressed. And they may be grabbing a sandwich on the go and scoffing it down and, and not realizing that they're not actually having any attention to their digestion because they're on the sympathetic side of the coin. They're a bit more dominant in that area. So the body's not digesting. So rest, digest, repair. If in doubt, breathe it out. If you're feeling stressed, anxious, any of these things, we're going to breathe in through our nose for a count of four. Mm -hmm. Hold at the top for a count of four. And then breathe out this time through our mouth for a count of eight. Let's do a couple more of those. So breathing in through our nose for four. Feeling your belly rise. Remember using your diaphragm. Pause at the top. Just keep calm and relaxed. And then breathing out for eight through your mouth. Letting your shoulders drop. Your face relax. Your forehead relax. Let's do one more. So in through your nose for four. Pause at the top. Just keeping relaxed at the top. No tension in the body. And then out for eight through the mouth. Just letting everything soften. Your shoulders just melt away down towards the floor. And you can come back into your space. I know it's like... Love it. Just love it. Just love it. And it, it, it's also picking up on something that you said earlier, which was about the when you're stressing about the past or you're worrying about the future. It's like you can't help but your mind to run away with you and then your body starts panicking. And I think when you do the if in doubt, breathe it out, you are just so mindful. You are so in that moment that almost nothing else can infiltrate that feeling. Mm. Yeah, no, it's 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 incredible just to... I mean, we did, what, three breaths there, I think it was? Yeah, yeah. Three breaths. And then, th like, that's such a short time, you can create that feeling of chill. All this got me thinking about the breath and how we can control how we feel. Um, and it got me thinking about my good friend, Aisha McKenzie, who is a yoga teacher. Um, she is choreographer, dancer, CEO, mom, breathwork coach now. And she's coming at it from such experience and it's really helped to turn her life around. 
There she is. Perfectos. Right. Look how smart you look. You got a little shoulder pad detail. Got a shoulder pad on, babe. I look a right old mess. Thank you so much for doing this, babe. This is amazing. So, energy is such a big... It's a word that is just going to come up throughout the podcast so much because it is all about energy. It's about that movement, that chi, that flow, that energy, that life force that is feeling your best version of you. And I think when that shuts down, whether it's through not breathing correctly, whether it's through not moving your bodies, when that stagnation sits in, that's when illness, negativity is so crucial, isn't it? That's why I like breathing and the practice because it is absolutely categorically systematically working through your body your nervous system into your brain back out into your body you know and it's it's just doing it that's that's it the same way that if you exercise but we get into bad habits though so the breathing is something that is a afterthought so you're in the, in amongst this madness of the day you're unfocused you're rushing the zoom's not working <laughs> stops happening they throw it at you pow 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 but that's why it's a daily practice though lisa you know i can't i cannot push this enough we practice it every day so that it becomes second nature so that your body your body can kick into that. It isn't for the moments when everything is calm and it isn't even for that moment afterwards when you feel absolutely incredible and amazing, but you're just giving your your mind and body a space to remember what to do when essentially shit hits the fan, right? Yeah, yeah. And the more often we practice it, the closer it becomes to what our, what our normal is and what our default is. So life is going to happen. Life is always going to happen. And, you know, when we kind of get knocked back, how far is it before we can, you know, bounce back again? And that, you know, that's the thing of that building that resilience. Until that becomes our default setting where you yeah. just go, hang on a minute. OK, and breathe and connect and yeah. focus and everything just starts to fall back into place and that reset is quicker and more instinctive than that sort of almost chest breathing shallow breathing hyperventilating panic because when that sets in it's just you can't see straight you can't think straight you because you're you you obviously you get yourself into such a spin and into such a spiral and i know you know like i'm coming at this also been very much have had the panic attacks and the chronic pain through my body and the heart palpitations and the tight chests and being carted off to hospital and fainting and all of the stuff, you know. I'm not like I'm I'm yeah, I'm just saying this really from my personal experience in that this helps with all of those things, with all of those things. And you think, well, how is that possible? I'm going to do a little practice of breathing for 10 minutes every day and it's going to stop those panic attacks. So it's going to help me with the, you know, the, the night sweats and the nightmares and all of it. But it really does. It really does. Yeah. And I say, try it. What's the worst that could happen? 
This is why this podcast has come about because obviously I did my self-care Sunday series on my Instagram. That's all about, you know, the, and I always say self-care should be every day, you know. Yeah. Yes, preservation, like you said, but also just, you know, having a nice hot bath with your candles in your body. That is all, and the, the power of smell and that, you know, the limbic part of your brain being, exactly. you know. And, and that is all massively important. But I wanted to dig deeper with Get Lifted. I wanted people to be able to, uh, which is what I've been doing. This last year has been... Uh, massively negative for so many of us but I have been on this journey of self-discovery to try and like you said get to those areas of my body that were causing me pain that were there were old memories mm -hmm. hurt all that sort of stuff that have been buried deep in my body and through this practice of breathwork daily which has then become something that has been able to reset me and I've been able to manifest more positively, start mm -hmm. to experience feelings of gratitude, start to do more movement and deeper movement. And then this, mm -hmm. my sense of self-worth has started yeah. to rise up so I can make better decisions for myself. Yeah. Do I want to drink? No, I don't. How am I going to feel if I have a drink tonight? It's little things like that, you know, those those sort of old habits of going to the fridge and just stuffing my face at the fridge, that comfort eating, all these yeah. different aspects of my life. It just helps you to have a better relationship with yourself and start to like yourself more, which I think yeah. a lot of us through our lives have, have, through whatever it is. For me, it was this pattern of bad relationships and mm -hmm. it just kept impacting on my own feelings of, not feeling good enough in myself, you know, mm. it's the confidence, it's everything. Yeah. Um, and it, it really can be as simple as starting with, well, I think that's where it has to start is with your breath work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously this podcast is called Get Lifted. So it would be remiss of me not to ask, how do you get lifted, Chris? <laughs> what gets me lifted? Uh, I'm actually always looking for little things and hacks and tips to, to lift me up and, and increase the way that I experience this world. And a few things that I come back to are getting out in nature. It just always seems to be a massive reset for me and nourishes me deeply. The second thing is community and surrounding myself with people that lift me up. So I actually don't need to do much with that except be with these people and the level of connection that we have with those around us are, are so crucial and then finally always coming back to the breath and when I think about lifting myself up with the breath it's typically some sort of energizing vigorous breathing and it's a sort of super highway to access the energetic body and access this more subtle sheath that we have underneath the skin. That's what gets me lifted. Yahoo! Aisha, what is your surefire way to get lifted, to lift that mood? My surefire way is to dance. It's getting a tune on and moving. Like it's the thing that just without fail, without fail, gets me, just changes my energy. And it's just moving around with, with not even any judgment on myself and just totally free, but that's it. You know, tunes on and dancing, dancing. 
Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to my amazing guests, Aisha McKenzie, Chris Willey and Stuart Sandyman. We are the breathing gurus. Yes, we are. I really hope that a lot of that resonated with you. Go back, listen to it again. Spread the word, share it with your friends. Um, I'd love you to follow Get Lifted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Acast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I would really appreciate a rate and review thank you so so much I truly appreciate you listening honestly it means the world to me Um, I'm going to put all of the information to the guests on the website getliftedpodcast.com there'll be links up to all of the guests Um, if you want to get in touch drop me a message ask me a question it's lisa at getliftedpodcast.com I'm also on Instagram and Twitter lisa underscore snowden Um, but let's talk about the music this gorgeous track so the track is called the love by natural symphony and joe whose project it is he and i connected on instagram and joe makes this music through plants it is literally powered by plants he's got this amazing technology where he hooks up the plants with microphones and then he meditates and he makes beautiful music with them and it's just meant to be and I was like I have to have this track on Get Lifted it just makes absolute sense it's called The Love as I said it's available now on Agami Records for downloading and you know the other really beautiful thing for every download guys they plant a tree in the rainforest so it is unbelievable so by downloading we can help with reforestation in the amazon and we can spread the word so get downloading the love everybody i am in love with the love (laughs) one love see you soon Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.